Welcome to Epiphany Fellowships Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Mason, lead pastor and founder of Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Our desire is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in every week to check out new messages. God bless you and take care. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah to him and all of his wondrous works that are to be praised. How many of you are glad to be here today? How many of you are glad to be with the people of God today? Amen. 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 Look at somebody and say, it's okay to be excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at somebody else and say, you excited about everything else? You might as well be excited about Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Don't let anything in your life uh, make you cheer it on more than your cheers go to Jesus Christ. Man, I've seen people that told me they introverts. Their favorite team win, and they, they ah, run and she painting their face, running around. You say, somebody give God a praise. They sitting there, somebody, I'm not wired that way. And I'm like, interesting, 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 interesting. So it is um, always a great opportunity to express ourselves to the Lord. I'm so excited and excited and celebrating um, a sold-out conference this week. I cannot, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, every year, we start from scratch financially. So we're like, we don't, you know, we, we, we kind of break even, have a little something left over, and we have to really raise everything for the conference every year, and things are looking crazy. And, and, um, but but, 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 but I, I wasn't thinking about not having it. I was thinking about how to try to have it. Because when you've seen God do stuff in the past, you don't have to doubt whether or not you should do something. When he's done something, you should be now starting to say, okay, how is God going to get it done? Not how can he get it done? And all the uh, odds in front of you, there's some stuff that God is going to put on your plate for you to do um, that there will be no money in the bank account for. But God has called you to move forward and God has called you to walk in it. And what will happen is you can't wait till the door opens for you to start walking forward. What you have to do as a believer is you have to start walking. And when you start walking and you start walking by, the, by faith, stuff just start coming out of nowhere. And I can tell you today, for a conference that, um, that costs uh, six digits deep in, we ain't have it. And God provided. <laughs> um, we started in here with maybe almost 200 people, just, just trying to serve somebody. It started with a tweet. You know, we had an event for urban leaders. Would anybody come? And because people kept hitting us up like we knew everything. We was only a few years old. We like we don't know nothing. We're only four years old. But they said what you know is enough for us to want to learn from. And um, I was like, okay. And so I said I put out a tweet and Twitter lit up. And so we ended up having a few hundred leaders come in here. And now we have a waiting list of two hundred. Look at God. <laughs> Ever weightless. So that's that's God is an awesome, awesome God. So if God has you gospel dreaming, yeah. 
if he has you gospel dreaming, don't you dare look at your checkbook and make a decision. Because most things that God does, he does in the, he, he takes from the negative to the green. Somebody ought to hear me today. And so, so listen, 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 that's that, that's that Pentecostal side of me. Why? I just believe God will snatch some stuff in. He'll call those things that not be as if they were. He will, not you, but he will. Amen. Amen. So I'm glad about it. So keep dreaming gospel dreams. Somebody say gospel dreams. Um, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Um, Conquerors series. Got a few more messages in this. Two more after today. Um, Revelation 3, 1 through 6. Revelation chapter 3, 1 through 6. 1, 2, 3, read. Amen. Amen. I'd like to talk about in our installment today, conquering spiritual forgetfulness. How to conquer spiritual forgetfulness. Father God, uh, we pray that you would enliven us, invigorate us for the faith. Lord, we, I need power. Your people need ears. Open their hearts, open their minds to hear. Open my heart and mind to say only what's of you and do it boldly and clearly with power, strength, and redemptive thinking. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody agree with that said? Amen. amen, amen. You may be seated. Conquering spiritual forgetfulness. There was a prince and a princess um, that grew up in their father's kingdom. And as they uh, got used to being uh, kingdom citizens, they began to look at people uh, who were not prince and princesses and begin to envy the type of life that they had. And when they began to envy the life that they, they had, they decided this prince and princess that they were going to uh, make themselves up and dress regular and go out and try to be regular for a while. And, 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 and as they went out there, they, they gave up their uh, their kingly and queenly or prince and princess garments uh, for regular garments. Somebody say regular garments. And, 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 they, and, they, and they wanted to enjoy what it was like not to have kingdom responsibility. 
And in walking in this reality and doing all that they wanted to do, they began to realize and recognize the challenge of what they began to despise and begin to push into what they thought was a good thing. Well, we got a lot of believers who want to give up their kingdom status so easily. Uh, many of us uh, uh, were born again. We weren't born prince and princesses and, 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 and future kings and queens, but Christ caused us to be born again, and he gave you a brand new name. He gave you a brand new life, and the challenge is, is when a Christian between, begins to downgrade the value of holiness to think that holiness is not popular, holiness is not a reality, and want to engage and go out and be who God has not called them to be. I, 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 I wish I had some people in here that want to live for Christ. I wish I had some people in here that, that, that wanted to be who God wants them to be and live off the glory and fullness of what um, God has called them to do. You should never think holiness is unpopular. Be because in the church, holiness should be popular. Uh, I, I know we scream that nobody's perfect, but you've been made perfect. And so there should be a commitment to walking in that perfection based on the power of Jesus Christ that he's given you, the power of Christ that he's poured into you, the power of new life that he's imputed to you. And, and, and we, we should be those who don't fill our hearts with emptiness. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11 said, he has placed eternity in our hearts, but no one can discover the work God has done from beginning to end. In other words, God has put inside of every human being a, a sense that here is not just here. I mean, in the world, you got folk in the angels and, you know, new ageology and science and Scientology and you, you got them into aliens and all of these different types of things to try to figure out what life is about. Some of you, that's too, that's too mystical for you. Some of you are into drugs. Some of you are into relationships, trying to fill voids and over and over and over again, you're trying to fill yourself with stuff that just don't work. You're trying to put stuff in you that has never worked and God in Christ has already already been that eternity that is supposed to be in your heart. The reality that there's a holy other in one another and we're supposed to be those people who don't look to someplace else for our souls to be satisfied, for our souls to be filled, for our souls to want for. We're supposed to be filled with the fullness and glory and beauty of who God wants us to be. It's nothing worse than a Christian that likes Fire insurance, but don't like fatherly relationship. <clears throat> We're supposed to actually like being a Christian. It's funny, if you hashtag Christians on Twitter, you'll get mostly Christians talking negatively about Christianity. In other words, to get a shoe in with the world, we want to let them know that we hate Christianity too. If you put church in hashtag on Twitter, same thing happens. In other words, it's mostly negative comments from Christians about the church. And, and, um, and I don't know about you, but, but, but we're, we're supposed to be the bride of Christ. And if you talk crazy about my wife, you may get these hands. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> I'm saying... It's 
spiritual forgetfulness. So we enter a church that's forgot who they are. Jesus Christ comes to them to deal with their lifestyle. And he wants to remind them that lifestyle matters. Who we are as believers matters. We have to be careful of letting our struggles be our identity. Uh, and, and, and so here in this text, the Sardian church is being engaged by our Lord about his passion for us to live out the lifestyle that he bought us to live. Point one of two. If you're going to conquer spiritual forgetfulness, number one, you have to be careful of counting past victories as present realities. You have to be careful of counting past victories as present realities. Write to the angel of the church in Sardis. Thus says the one who has the spirits, seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Talking about Jesus' power cos uh, uh, cosmically. I, I, I like this. Is, this is almost Colossian. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 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 um, the, the way he talks, uh, Paul, Peter, Paul talks in the book of Colossians, the, the cosmic empowerment of Jesus to be above the very things that people in their society and context worship. Jesus Christ holds all of the mysteries of the esoteric knowledge of the universe in his hands. Help me today, God. I like that. And, and, and the reality of that he has to remind his people how massive his power is. Yeah. In other words, he, he has some stuff in his hands and, 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 and everything in his hands that he's redeemed, he has expectations out of. Somebody say expectations. And so he goes further and he talks to the Saudi church. He says, thus says the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. He says it again. He says that in every one of these sub letters, you have a reputation for being alive but you are dead. Stop right there. Reputation isn't always reality. <laughs> um, 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 you know, I like if reputation, you finally meet somebody and you finally experience what the reputation was about on a practical level and you can say to them, your reputation precedes you. But, 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 but when you got a reputation for something, and then you meet the person in reality and you become disappointed. It's nothing like looking up to somebody or having a stuff. And you finally meet them. You done read their stuff. You done retweeted them. You done liked their stuff. And, and, and you ready to take your selfie with them. And when you practically experience them, what you experience in their expressiveness and mantle online doesn't reflect the reality of the type of jerkisms that you experience in your present. <laughs> so their complacency lured them into surrendering their identity with Christ and his favor of allowing their lives to, now they blended completely in the culture. Sardis was a place that was splendid, but then it was on the decline. The church was so into the world that it became on the decline as well. In other words, the reputation with other churches was that it was alive. Yeah. 
And, 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 and now what Jesus does is Jesus looks at the real. Somebody say Jesus looks at the real. Jesus looks at the real. Um, other churches heard about what they were like and thought that their early walk with God was their later walk with God. And so they began to continue to give them credit for the beginning of their walk uh, in a way that, but, but Jesus, who is the inspector of the church, doesn't allow the fog of your past to be the concrete of your present. And so that's why I'm very concerned when a church is called a historic church. Being a historic church doesn't impress me. Um, all over the country we have what's called historic churches. And, and, and what that means is that it has a stout past. Okay, let me see if I can make a plan. I went to this church in Boston and they got all of these tombstones outside of the church and you know, you go down in the, in the pulpit, y'all don't know, it's suspended in midair because they respect, literally it's you, and the preacher has to walk up to the pulpit. You know, that thing is nasty too. I wish we had one. And so I can look down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you walk up to the pulpit and you got pictures of their past and all of the things that they did and people from all over come take pictures of what was there and who used to sit in what pew and their name is being on the pew, but you go on a Sunday morning and it's devoid of the fragrant aroma of Christ. Everybody is there running pastors out because they want their past but don't want a present. I, I, I would be very afraid if 50 years from now when Jesus didn't come back and we accomplished some things if by God's grace and people are still are pointing to 2018 and 2020 and 2022 and what we used to do and then they're now living and got pictures and monuments of deacons and elders of the past and events that we used to do and all these different type of things and then when you walk into the corridors of the lives of the disciples it's devoid of life it's devoid of commitment it's devoid of love it's devoid of fragrancy it's devoid of commitment it's devoid of of life we are not supposed to be a monument we're supposed to be an instrument <laughs> that is not what our calling is to be in your early days of your faith when you first started walking with the Lord should not have been the days where you felt God's presence the most your early days shouldn't have been the days when you gave up stuff real quick. When the Holy Ghost said no, you dropped it. You didn't need counseling. You didn't need a process. You didn't need a class. You didn't need a program. All you did was you read the word and the ghost yelled no and you dropped it like hot potatoes. You would get up because you longed to be with God. You learn to pray them. You were weird walking down the street talking to somebody. Nobody knew who you were talking to. You'd be turning corners. Lord God, I bless you today. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Oh, God, I feel you right there. And you, you and God just talking to each other. They play that person okay. And you, they say, who are you talking to me? No, nah, I'm just talking to Jesus. We just talking. Your early days of getting in the word, wanting to read for hours. Now we on Netflix and chill. Yeah. 
we would open the word of God and we would open our journal and it would be filled with tear stains and coffee stains and tea stains from you being with God and wanting God and nothing being more important. And people that would have tried to holler at you back then wouldn't have had a, a time of day. But now, Joker International Ministries, Joker International Ministries, get a lot of your attention because you're spiritually deficient, but you should go back and grab some of those days and bring some of those days back to the day. <laughs> big churches. You can be a big church, have 50,000 people. You can have music that's popping. Jump across the stage, headbands and bandanas and skinny jeans and everybody's worshiping and going like that and lights all over the place. Programs. Branding, on, branding great website. The words follow you and video online and all of this stuff is beautiful. Have events, you have an, a, 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 a stout hashtag that everybody's using, you started a hashtag movement. But be dead. No disciples. Nobody turning from sin. Nobody loving Jesus. Nobody pursuing him with all their might. Nobody that calls themselves, say, if I live or die, come hell or high water, I'm going to walk with Jesus. There's nothing wrong with having nice event gatherings and lights and great sound. But Jesus isn't going to judge our sound ministry. Jesus isn't going to judge the wattage and the light bulbs. He's going to judge the life and this pulpit. You can be a little church. Don't, don't, don't let the little church. See, they try to think because they're small, they're being faithful. But you're running every godly pastor out of the church. Ain't nobody going to talk back to me. You, you, the pastor is 95 being rolled up into the pulpit should have retired 30 years ago. I'm not beating up older saints. I'm just saying jokers need to know when to give up the ghost. And the church shouldn't tolerate it. Y'all got quiet on that part. <laughs> Bible says, Jesus gives them some application. He says, be alert. He's going to tell them later that <clears throat> I'm going to come like a thief. The only way that Jesus can come like a thief to a Christian is you don't, if you're not looking for him. Don't ever let your life get to the point where you're not looking for Jesus no more. I, 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 I know we got people dogging our hope, but I, I want to be a cross-eyed Christian. I want to have one eye on earth and one eye on heaven. And you can talk about the way I look if you want, but, 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 but listen, I'm looking at earth and I'm looking at heaven and I'm adjusting. My eyes may not be adjusted, but my soul is being adjusted because I got one eye on what things are supposed to be like and what they are like and what they should be like here. And I do stuff here, but I recognize that this ain't it. <clears throat> the opposite of be alert is to be sleep. That's what it means. Um, sharks, uh, when they, you know, I, you know, I don't know why people do things they do. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a swimmer, I can swim a little something. 
<clears throat> but when the water gets past like, like seven feet, nah, six. <laughs> I don't mess around. Because if something happened, I want to just be able to stand up. Understand <laughs> what I'm saying? I just want to be able to stand up. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now I'm just telling you, when the water's dark and something brushes up past me, I don't need faith to walk on water at that point. Okay? But I seen this dude, like people, like people, human beings. That's why God had to, to tear down the Tower of Babel. There's nothing they could do. Man, this dude, man, got in there with sharks. Like, first off, I'm confused. But money, money started rubbing the shark's belly like that. And he turned the shark over. And the shark went, 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 went to sleep. It's called toxic immobility. When you turn something that's less powerful, turn something that's more powerful upside down and put it into a state of toxic immobility. In other words, when it got turned upside down, all of its bite, all of its power was shut fully off and it was at the disposal of a being that should be under it. You as a believer are like that shark and you've let the enemy turn you over. Even though he has power, he's not powerful and more powerful than the Lord Jesus Christ. And some of us in our lives are in toxic immobility. And what has happened to us is our self-control has become toxic. Our endurance has become toxic. Our love has become toxic. Our joy has become toxic. Our peace has become toxic. Our faithfulness has become toxic. But I wish I had some people that's tired of being in toxic immobility and they're going to grab the hand of Christ and turn back over and say, I'm not going to let you rub my belly and put me to sleep when the God in heaven who's more powerful in me is more powerful the one that wants to attract me. And he begins to say, <coughs> be alert and strengthen what remains. I like that. It means that Jesus says there are some elements that are still present that just need your strength. In other words, he's basically saying, I want you to start adhering to the stuff I've already invested in you. That means sometimes in the faith, you're going to be in some fights where you want to give up. And God always has a remnant of strength in his people. I'm telling no matter where you are, there's a remnant of strength in you. No matter where you are, there's just enough protein powder in your soul to give you a jump start to do what God wants you to do. Let me see if I can make it plain. Um, <clears throat> I remember um, watching the movie 300 and then men start getting killed. Leonidas <clears throat> looked at Xerxes and you would think that they would just surrender. But he looked around and he clinked his sword. I love that movie. <laughs> clinked his sword on the shield, and he turned around, you know. See, this is how I walk through my dudes. I'll be, be walking like that, looking at my dudes. You know what I'm saying? Getting grill to grill with them. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Yeah, they can't beat us. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, and we start talking, and I'm gonna start talking, getting up in their grill, and, and cause sometimes morale can get down in a fight. 
And so sometimes you got to talk to the areas that need strengthening over again to remind those areas that you, you still have some fight in you. Wish I had some help right there. You, 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 you still got some fight. And we can take this. I don't care what the odds are. I don't care how big the enemy is. You can shoot all your arrows at me. But by God, I'm going to grab the strength that God has given me. And I'm going to stand with the shield of faith. And I'm going to pull out the sword, which is the word of God. And I'm going to stand flat-footed. And I'm going to fight. Push on in. I'm going to push back at you. Swing at me. I'm going to swing back at you. Strengthen what remains. Strengthen, strengthen what remains. All your strength ain't gone yet, believer. All that God has given you ain't gone yet. He ain't done with you. He says, strengthen what remains. He said, if you keep going down this road, it's going to die. He says, for I found your works not to be complete before my God. And so Jesus challenges him. Last point, and I'm out of the way. If you are going to conquer spiritual forgetfulness, number two, you have to remember who you are. <laughs> you have to remember who you are. Look at what it says. Remember then. What you have received and heard. They were discipled. Somebody say discipled. discipled. Oh God, let the art not be lost here today. Where there's an investment to remember. Many of us don't have an investment to remember. But when believers became believers, there was an ironclad commitment in the New Testament to make sure that they were front loaded with the faith enough of which to help them to be sustained so that truth sustains them, not situations. Because it was known, it was known that if you don't have truth in you, you have nothing to help you stand firm. And if you don't have truth in you, you don't know who you are and whose you are and what's your purpose. And then he says, remember what you've received and heard. He said, keep it. Then he gives them the same word he keeps giving the church, repent. Repent, repent is beautiful because it's remembering where you are is not where you're supposed to be, but turning and changing your mind to where you're supposed to be based on a brand new identity. Colossians 1, uh, 11 through 13 said, he's transferred you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his marvelous son. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses one through three, talks about the gospel coming to you as of first importance. Hebrews chapter six, verses one through two, lets you know that you were front loaded with the truth of the faith and those significant things that's supposed to hold you down. And then last but not least, second Peter chapter one, verse nine says this, if he who has these qualities uh, will never be unfruitful, but he who lacks these qualities will be nearsighted, having forgotten his or her cleansing from their former sins. In other words, when your walk with God becomes dormant, you can forget that you're saved. Because when you're not by the Spirit of God, by faith in the gospel, nurturing the new identity through getting in the word and reminding yourself of the empowerment of who God has made you to be, what will begin to happen is, is you'll be on the spiritual decline in your spiritual life. And when you're on the spiritual decline in your spiritual life, you don't get to maximize everything God has for you. He says, 
In verse 4, I love it. He says, but you have a few people. I love that. You have a few. And Sardis, who have not, I like the translation that says, soiled their garments. Means to put fecal matter through immoral living on garments that were meant to be clean. In heaven, when you get saved, there is a tailored robe made for your new body. Hanging in the kingdom closet. If you know, if you know God, you got some gear. And we, the Bible only says we'll have one outfit. You won't need a change of clothes. That's deep, ain't it? And you'll be with God forever. But there is something that happens. Your clothes in heaven reflect your moral status here. So what happens is, is whenever you act a fool, your garment in heaven shows stains. What does Jesus say? He says, there are those in Sardis who have not defiled their clothes. He says, and they will walk with me. You should be shouting right there. You, did you just hear what Jesus said? He's not talking about just walking with him morally. He's talking about walking with him. You still missed it. You're going to meet Jesus Christ and walk earth with him. Okay. Now, if I said you're going to meet some star that you like, oh, my goodness. You've been, oh, man, let me, let me get a selfie. And you're wilding out. But you're going to walk with the one who dwells in unapproachable light. You're going to walk with one when God said, let there be, he went and accomplished it. You're going to be walking with the one who holds all things together, seen and unseen, whether principalities, whether thrones, whether rulers, the one who was, the one who is, and who is to come is going to let you with your linen outfit on and him in his linen outfit on with his gold vest on, you're going to walk with Jesus Christ beside him. I wish I had somebody that was actually excited about the fact that your identity is to walk with Jesus. If you know you're going to be chilling with Jesus, then why would you chill on earth with trash? See, when you know who you are, there are things that just become below you. There's some stuff you say, you say, why, why am I chilling? Why am I with this when I got this? Jesus Christ is like, you can get with this or you can get with that. Or you can get with this or you can get with that. Or you can get with this or you can get with that. I think you get with this because this is where it's at. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> I'm out of your way. In the same way, verse 5, the one who conquers will be dressed in white clothes and will never erase his name from the book of life, but acknowledge him before my father. Identity. Jesus is telling them who they are. What is he saying to you? He says, you're better than this. He says, you're supposed to be acknowledged before the father. Your name is written from the foundations of the world in the book of life. When the disciples came back from doing all those work, he said, that's cool, but be glad your name is written in the book of life. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, in the movie Tangled, 
things you got to watch when you're a father. <laughs> Rapunzel had long hair, long flowing hair, this hair. <sighs> and she was kidnapped from her cradle and raised by a witch that acted like she cared about her, but really was utilizing what she was born with for her own benefit. And she wouldn't let her out of this tower, but every year the king would let go some balloons on Rapunzel's birthday. And Rapunzel would always look at the balloons and wonder what was going on. But little did she know is that the king, who happened to be her father, was celebrating her and hoping that one day she would see the balloons and remember who she was. And what's interesting is he never gave up on her. He just kept letting go the balloons so that one day she would look up and see her king calling her back to take her position in the kingdom. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is sending you some signals every single day in your life where he's letting some stuff go so that you can begin to look up and you be, how in the world did I get in this predicament? How in the world did I get here? I didn't know that I was a princess in the kingdom. I didn't know that I was a prince in the kingdom. If I would have known who I was, I wouldn't have let this person raise me like this and let me act like a fool like this. I've been out here. I got to remember who I am. If that didn't get you, that didn't get you my favorite part of the Black Panther movie. Ha! It's when M'Baku grabbed up T'Challa and he hit him. He said, no suit, no clothes, no special powers or just a little boy. And T'Challa is dazed. And all of a sudden, his eyes were blurry and he couldn't see that well, but he can still hear. And the throne looked at him and said, show him who you are. And all of a sudden, T'Challa raised back up he said, I'm Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. She said, his sister said, you can do this T'Challa. You better go ahead T'Challa. Wow, wow. All I'm trying to let you know is that sometimes in a fight, God stands up from the throne. Why are you in your stuff? And he says, listen, why are you acting like that? Why are you running away from there? Show him who you are. You may not know who you are. But if you don't know who you are, you're the assembly of the saints. You're the assembly of the upright. You're the city of the living God. You're the church of God. You're the fold of Christ. You're the golden candlestick. You're God's husbandry. You're the habitation of God. You're the holy city, the holy mountain. You're the king's daughter. You're the king's prince. You're the lamb's wife. You're the pillar and ground of truth.
You're the sanctuary of God. You're the head and not the... If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Wipe your eyes off. Wipe your eyes off. Because all things, all things are new. Don't ever let anybody make you forget who you are. God has made you new. Why in the world will you live below your calling? Why in the world will you downgrade for the dust? Why in the world would you get in a mess instead of being ministered to by the Messiah? Why would you be soiled instead of being sanctified by the Savior? <laughs> Lord God, maybe there's someone here. Every head bow and every eye closed. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. I hope that it was a blessing to you and it was aiding in your life to help you to show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. If this message has been a blessing to you, we want you to consider partnering with us in ministry so that we can maximize what God has called us to do locally, nationally, and internationally. You can go to epiphanyfellowship.org, go under give and consider donating. Thank you. Take care. See you next week.